Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three side characters in my anime. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the Kawhi. Hey, I didn't mean to do that, Senpai Jared. Armos checking in. I'm a big fan of Attack on Titan. And Mikasa. Woo! She's amazing. Oh, the Sundare. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's honestly the best character in the show. The main character is whatever. But yeah, she's <laughs> the whole reason to watch it. Dan, what do you got? Oh, my turn next. Hey, I'm Dan. I play Minas Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger of the Ivory Boulders. And there's so many I could pick. But if we're kind of going off of my character in this campaign, I feel like I am the Frankie of this podcast. That's a uh, one piece uh, mechanic character. I thought you were going to go with Whitebeard. Oh, I mean, Whitebeard's great. I do like Whitebeard. I love Zoro, honestly. I'm just a huge Zoro fan. Maybe that's basic, but he's just so well written. I got so many swords. <laughs> I got three swords. <laughs> now they're hard swords. <laughs> my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and my side characters probably going to be super basic. Um, when I heard Attack on Titan, my heart skipped a beat for a second because, you know, Levi Ackerman, great character, one of my favorites. Close tie. Sasuke Uchiha. Bunch of weebs. <laughs> Gotta go with it. You're the one that came up with the theme. <laughs> I did, but like, oh, Sasuke is such but a... But I will say this. I relate most... The person I relate most to in any anime is Shikamaru. Because he's the most, I don't give a fuck. I don't really want to do anything. Right. Um, mm. I'd rather just go home and eat type person, and that's me. Word. That's a champ. That's a yeah. That's a great one right there. I don't, I don't even know if you guys would know mine now based on your choices. I feel like Dan might. You guys ever watch Yu Yu Hakusho? Nope. <gasps> you guys don't know about Kuwabara? I've heard that name, but I don't think I've ever oh, seen it. Oh, my. He's the best. You got to talk like this, bro. Like, he Yeah, is. I know the character. I, you've already <laughs> told me why you like him already because of that voice. <laughs> that is a I get great voice, but he delivers one of the best lines in any anime, and I'm not going to spoil it, but he's about to do some badass shit, and he goes, a mulberry is a tree, and Kuwabara is a man. Dumbest line I ever heard, but it, it lives to me. Uh, it echoes in me every day. And if you guys don't know what any of these animes are, now you have three great ones to go watch. And now it's right time. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we're great at transitions. Today is just not one of those days. I'm going to run down something <laughs> very new to the podcast. Something you may not have heard of before. That's right. We have a P.O. box. Go oh, look yeah. at it down below. You can send us stuff. And by the way, someone sent us our first item. Jared, tell us about it. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I was supposed to go get it today. <laughs> yep. But I'm getting ready for a vacation, so work was really busy, and I forgot, and I'm going to go get it tomorrow. Bard, cue the uh, small violin noise. But um. uh, we're very <laughs> excited to actually receive stuff from people, and we will cherish everything. Appreciate you. Love it. <laughs> All right, violin, get out of here. So as soon as, Jared gets to, as soon as Jared gets to the post office and picks it up, we'll let you guys know what it is. Stoked. Can't wait. Obviously, we'll talk about the things we receive on the show we're going to talk about today, but you know how that happens. Now, Tony, if you could please roll our fate into this recap. Uh, I just have to preface the roll with uh, one quick thing. Um, don't be mad, but 
Um, something happened to the giant die that we used. What? What? So it may mess with the roll. Why? It was eaten by a bunny. So my yes, exactly what happened. My child took it and fed it to my rabbits, and now it's completely. Oh my god. Okay. Wait. What? My numbers. My numbers two, right? Uh, yes. Mine is three. I'm not changing it. Okay, that's perfect because now it has less amount, which means it's a lighter side. Yeah. <laughs> so completely eaten. But if it's a lighter side, that means that it's going to go up more. If it's a two, it's rigged, right? I'll <laughs> let it slide this time. But if it keeps laying on two, I'm going with. It's I feel like Dan went over there, and did some, like sprinkled some lettuce all up on it. <laughs> I'm gonna roll this giant foam D4, and whoever it lands on. Is going to do the recap. One being me, two being uh, Drell, three being Menace, and four being Armos. Let's go ahead and roll it on the couch of rolling. He has a pillow this time, so that I bet he doesn't get it. Oh, oh no! it's on Armos. <laughs> my math was yes! wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my math was wrong. I was like, there ain't no way. Last time on D&D &D 404, episode 59, Armos and Menace found themselves teleported to Cedric College and found Artemis and Kemi Joe. After a quick talk with Kemi Joe, they found out that it has been seven months since they've last seen each other. Worried about Drell, Armos, and Menace head back to Raven's Rest Barracks. While this was happening, Drell was getting beaten within the gel, but across from his cell was Brandoboris, not looking so well. Drell makes a mimic friend and the two of them tried to break out but the guards stop them and kill his beloved mimic friend cut to armos and menace trying to stealth back into the barrack once inside rumbling tumbling gloop defying rat dragon burst from the ground and on that note hit it bard good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the world of humbrea featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient dm this is D&D &D 404. Bursted from the ground, there was a giant rat-like dragon. If a brass dragon and a jazz rat had a baby, this is what it would look like. A 50-foot tall rat dragon with nose of brass with angry saxophone notes coming from its brassy nostrils. But we're not going to pick up today's session in that moment. Drell, you find yourself standing in a void of darkness, alone and secluded. It feels like you're drowning out any type of background noise. You are in deep thought, trying to reach a memory from long ago. You open your eyes and you gaze into the dark void embracing you. You feel like you're having one of those dreams again, similar to one that you've had at the cabin when you were reliving memories or visages. And as you open your eyes in this dark void, you appear as yourself and you set your sights on a pair of great big yellow and amber pupils in the shape of a dragon leering at you through the void in a deep hushed tone. Well, look who's back. <sighs> Asking for my power yet again. Drill of the Ashborn. Uh, have we, uh, have we met before? Hmm, calmer than usual. Is my power becoming <sighs> dull for you? 
And as he ends that sentence, cracks of lightning between a large jaw filled with teeth snap and crackle within its jawline. You approach me different this time. It's annoying. As the lightning crackles between his teeth, fiery schmog breathed out as he sighs in your direction. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm not really great with names, so what's your name again? And I just kind of just like don't make eye contact with the eyes and I like just look left and right. A large dragon head reveals itself from the shadows. A blue dragon with a very specific and odd color pattern. Dull blue scales and beige spots scattered around his face. These beige spots around his face look scaleless as if they were ripped from him. A large rough scar etched across his left eye of his face. Starting at the top of its horns, connecting down to the crook of his mouth, the wound makes the dragon's face uneven, creating an underbite on that side. With your rough knowledge of dragons, you know that this is a dragon that's lived for a very long time. You would instantly think that this is an ancient dragon. Are you going to sit here and tell me you don't know Edgar, the dragon of your rage? And lightning cracks into the void. The quick lightning strikes and reveals a large wingspan in the darkness as the lightning subsides and quickly goes back as his head is only feet away from you. Time and time again, you ask for my power, for my rage to fuel you. And you ask, Edgar the Unyielding, and you forget who I am. And lightning snaps again as he grows increasingly frustrated. I am the rage that fuels your strength. Without me, you would be dead. Without me, your friends would be dead. Well, I mean... That first part might be true, but I mean, the second part's not really my fault. I mean, I've been eating nothing but like vegetarian stuff for like a week and I haven't had a chance to shower and gross vegetables, food of the week. I know. See, that's, that's what I said. I mean, that's what I've told Menace numerous times. No, your stench is not that of sweat or glory. His head turns. But he, turn, he doesn't turn away from you. He looks off to the side as he's staring at something. As you look over, you see a vision of what your physical body is doing. The vision, you feel like you're watching yourself in third person. And there in the middle of the Red Dawn Barracks courtyard is this jazz rat dragon version of yourself. It looks like you've bursted out of the ground, stopping around, and you are raging, blowing a mix of fire and lightning from your mouth as these jazz notes erupt through your body. You're a mix of a brass dragon, red dragon, and a blue dragon all rolled up into one. Mm. Like this is a very unnatural thing. Dragons don't typically mix like this. Hold on. You're trying to tell me that's me? He takes another whiff. <clears throat> it seems that your putrid rat lichen trophy, that curse you bear, curse you fell to has mingled with the dragon blood within your veins. Repulsive. <laughs> and they spits on the ground. Tell me, Drell, are you here to ask for my power once again? 
because you're too weak to break free? Or do you want me to just go back to what I was doing? And you could sit here in the darkness. I've always been there to help my friends. So I don't need your help. But if you want to grant it to me to assist, then it would be much appreciated. Such is the curse I bear. And he lunges forward and he snaps his dragon jaw into you as he's trying to swallow you whole. And you come through and you are now in control of this giant dragon rat body as you are snapping back into reality as you are currently breathing fire as there are all these red dawn guards knocking arrows and drawing swords you overlook the walls around you and you see that there are guards lining up to get ready to shoot at you and in the corner you see somebody turning and pointing a cannon at you as bells begin to ring we're gonna go ahead and roll for initiative Ah, Argos, look out! <laughs> uh, 13. 19 for Menace. Yeah! Four. All right, fellas, we are now in combat. You are in a courtyard of this of the barracks. There are people running around. You see the fallen trying to retreat back to tiny huts that are in the courtyard running to the main gate. You see that there are currently six of these Red Dawn Knights in the courtyard and there are a bunch of dead ones at Drell's feet as he's burned them alive. He's already caused havoc from the initial eruption through the floor where he came up on. Along the walls of the barracks, you see that there are a few knights getting things ready. On the furthest tower southwest of you, there is a cannon being pointed inward and there's two knights getting ready to shoot into the courtyard looking at Drell. We're going to start off with Initiative 19, Minus. With Armos next to you, in his gaseous form, you see the chaos instantly ensue as you have snuck in through the forge. Oh, man. I'm just... The first thing Minus does, because he just needs to get some assistance here, I think, is he's going to cast a spell. I'm just... I'm just yelling, Sid! Sid, call in reinforcements! <laughs> and I cast Summon Beast. Ooh. At second level, okay. to summon a uh, an, an ethereal hawk. It goes, and then a after image of an eagle flies from luminescent lights of holiness, and you now have a hawk bestial companion as it lands on your <laughs> shoulder. So that'll always go after my initiative, so you don't have to track it very far. And then a question for consumables: Is it just all consumables are a bonus action? Potions specifically are a bonus action as the, per the homebrew rule, but depending on what you're trying to consume, uh, within reason, it's a bonus action. Unless like, oh, I want to eat this giant steak. That's going to be an action. Like it's it's that small little dragon pepper. I want to eat a dragon pepper and see what it does. So you want to eat the dragon fire pepper? Sure, absolutely. Go for it. I can do that as a bonus action? You can do that as a bonus action. Hell yeah. Minus goes to reach for one of his potions and accidentally grabs a pepper. He goes, ah, ah, and then like ah, <laughs> chokes on it, but swallows it. And I want to see what happens when I eat this dragon pepper. <laughs> uh, yes. Give me one second. First, what you're going to do is roll me a constitution saving throw. I'm really good at those. Mm -hmm. You just need to beat a 10. You just need to beat a 10. <laughs> Got 11. <laughs> nice. Okay. Now you're going to roll me a D6. Reroll six. I got a one. 
You got a one. Uh, yeah, you can breathe fire. You get the uh, dragon ability of fire breath. <laughs> what? Is it just a cone of fire? Just like a 15-foot cone is, of fire? It is a dragonborn's cone of fire. What? <laughs> so nice. you get this ability for one hour, and you can cast it at your current character level. Wow. I want to eat a pepper. <laughs> it's actually not a cone. It is a straight line. Uh, when you take an attack action on your turn, you can replace one of your attacks with a magical breath weapon in a 30-foot line, 5 feet wide. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw of 8 plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus. On a failed save, that creature takes 1d10 damage. On a success, they take half. Mm. This pepper goes down as you munch on it, and then you hear a rumble on the tummy as it's trying to combat it, as you put a lot of weird foods in your body lately. They go, <laughs> and then fire, like a fi little small cloud of smoke comes out. You're like, oh, that's a spicy meatball. That and then a, <laughs> a quick beam of fire uh, comes out. <laughs> Minus just runs. <laughs> 25 feet to the left, screaming, Arbus, I'm on fire! <laughs> <laughs> and then Hockey's going to, uh, what? what's around? Are there guards around? Uh, yes. Great, yep, so uh, Hockey's just gonna, and then my hawk, all confused, flies over to this mage-looking guy and just starts attacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, does a uh, 15 hit? A 15 does hit. Lovely. And it takes nine points of slashing damage. Ooh. With his rage sharp claws through his chest. Magic slashing damage. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to go to initiative 13, which is Drell of the Jazgon Born, as you are awakened in this massive, bulky brass dragon with beautiful sounds of saxophone coming through your brass nostrils as you are just finished breathing fire down below you, killing a bunch of these red dawn guards. And you look at the ashy ground. What are you doing? So I have a question because <laughs> I have a lot of things I can do. That you do? Is Armos right next to me? He is right next to me. <laughs> okay. You're a cloud. That's true. So cloud. <laughs> you are a cloud. I can't remember. <laughs> All right. Well, then never mind. <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll wait. Um, so what I'm going to do is I will. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead and be like, you know, Drell's, a, you know, he's a dragon sized mouse and he's seen Armos and he's now also seen Menace cast something that he thinks is pretty cool. And now he's going to be able to cast it as well. So for the very first time ever on Team D4 for Drell is going to cast Fireball. <laughs> and so he's going to cast it in the um, direction. Uh, what is it? The west side that has the most guards sitting okay. in front of him? Yeah, there are three guards sitting in front of you dispersed. Okay, so yeah. So he's going to cast dra uh, Fireball because he wants to do it. Uh, and yeah, he's going to cast it at a third level. Awesome. So that's a, that's a deck save of 16. With a nat one from the three of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How much damage are they getting? 31 damage. You shoot this fireball from your mouth as the saxophone notes play through your nose. And as these three 
red dawn guards one of them being a wizard looking fellow bursts into flames and they run around screaming and they are eviscerated he's gonna lean over to menace because i he, he assumes the gas next to him is armos as well and he goes that's pretty fucking cool <laughs> armos it's talking to me <laughs> 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 well, I assume I can speak. If I can't speak, then Drell leans over and he makes mouse dragon noises that he <laughs> thinks he's saying that's pretty fucking cool to all of them. Tony, <laughs> you do make mouse dragon noises as you speak yeah, to them as you uh, figure. Uh, I figured. <laughs> I definitely figured. Hormos, it's trying to eat me! Uh, amazing. We're going to go to initiative 10, which th three of these red dawn guards instantly uh, turn to cinders as they are eviscerated from Drell's fireball. First one of the campaign. The there are two additional guards just south of Minas. Minas, you are currently right next to like this pedestal uh, that's in the center of the courtyard. Upon that pedestal, which is, acts as a stage for the courtyard, is this massive blood or vein that you saw the giant Iron Knight, who is nowhere to be seen at the moment, brought in. And he rested it upon this pedestal. And it is emitting a soft red glow from Two of these Red Dawn Knights are going to charge towards you. One of them gets within range and is going to make attacks on you. No. No. Stop. As they are scared and intimidated, they come over with their greatsword. Miss both shots as, you, as your tweakness is just on your side as you are dodging these, these attacks. Menace is just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the castle wall, from the southwest side, you hear a slight fuse among the chaos, and boom, the firing of a cannon is launched from one of the towers and goes to hit Drell. With a 19, a massive cannonball hits you right in the chest, dealing 12 points of bludgeoning damage as you are shot with this cannonball right in your dragon rat chest. Armos, in gaseous form, looking at this giant dragon rat and Minus summoning, uh, eating a dragon pepper in the middle of a battlefield. What are you doing? So as I see the glutes of this crazy dragon rat in my face, I scan the battlefield to see what else is left. I hear a cannon go off and I see Minus getting no. attacked. But just past Menace, I see... No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the blood. The blood or... <laughs> uh, Armus is having a, 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 a fight within himself. He can't help it. And... Uh, yeah. I got away from him once. It ain't gonna get away from him again. It looks like these guys got it handled. And he runs, runs 30 feet to the or to try to smack it with his, his butt. <laughs> so you're going to take an attack of opportunity here as there is a guard right next to Minus. What? And there's also Where? a giant dragon that would also get an opportunity attack because as we discussed, <laughs> I was right next to him, right? You are right next to him. Do you want to take... You can absolutely take an opportunity attack. Drill. Okay, okay, okay. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I missed a step over there. Fuck you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
almost Misty steps 30 feet in front of the giant red ore vein, and he is going to... <laughs> takes out his tome, Reginald on his shoulder going, yes, finally! And as you smack the book into the blood ore vein, a giant red light flashes and blinds everybody in the courtyard for but a moment. And just like before, time stands still as almost you fall flat on your face after absorbing this blood or vein. And as your body hits the dark cobblestone floor in this courtyard, you are instantly teleported to this tall pedestal in the middle of a blood red ocean with waves crashing around with a long bridge that is currently being raised towards a dark silhouette of a castle way in the distance. The maroon clouds in the sky lightly cover a bluish tealish moon and in the center of the pedestal just like before is this bowl this blood well where you have put your absorbed blood shards in many times before well first do i see the the whale floating around uh, hey, there it is okay <laughs> what about the the demon Where, where's that guy you do not see reginald oh well how far, how far is the bridge now? Does it look like before I do anything? Does it look pretty far? The bridge looks about halfway complete Ooh. from where you can gaze upon the pedestal. It is not completed yet. Mm -hmm. You remember that every time you put your tome that is fully charged right now yeah. because of the blood or vein, mm -hmm. the bridge becomes closer to that dark castle. Yeah. All right. If I'm here, I guess, so I put my tome on the, is it pedestal? Yes, there's a, like, so the blood well in front of you kind of looks like a, um, like a shallow bowl filled with blood. And you place your book, and the book flies open as the pages shuffle to a specific spot within the tome. And this bluish, tealish light Ooh. etherializes from the blood well and shoots towards the moon. And as the moon absorbs, this energy, you hear the sounds of souls lightly screaming in the distance. As the moon glows, and then you feel a presence behind you. Who's there? And as you go to turn around, this ruby red gauntlet rests upon your shoulder. Who knew this world had such talent? Keep this up, Armos, and you will be rewarded. Kind of reward. What are we talking about? What are you gonna give me? You turn around, and in a dark cloak with its hood down is a tiefling, <laughs> slick back horns, and black hair, with golden eyes and black pupils. His horns are similar to yours, Armos. It is a maroon, blood red tiefling, only covered up by a tattered up black cloak. Except the only thing that looks different, there are two things. One, he's much taller than you are. Son of a bitch. And two. His right arm turns into that ruby red gauntlet that looks like it's made up of blood shards, the one that is on your shoulder. Mm. And he goes, keep this up and you will be rewarded. You snap back and on your next initiative, you will come back up. You will be fully healed and you have all your spell slots back. Yay. Oh my goodness. We go back at the top of the round on initiative 20 as the bells gong and warn other red dawn knights of the danger alarming the city of raven's rest 
And as the bells ring, you hear the cries of its people beyond the walls as the sounds of panic start to run through the streets of Ravenrest. And then the bells stop. As the bells stop, you hear a voice come from above you as the sounds of fighting cease for but a moment. And amongst the chaos, as the dry dirt and falling stone and debris and the light fog clears from the air, way up in a barracks in the tallest tower stands an ominous figure wearing a dark blood red cloak hiding its appearance. However, one feature is prominent as there are two white horns that gradually turn black at its point. These horns antler out and are facing backwards. Armos, as you awaken, you can also tell that these horns are of a tiefling. What is happening? There's so many of these. He is about 80 feet to 120 feet above you in this large tower. I didn't see any tieflings this entire time, and now I've seen two in just a matter of minutes. Mm. Look out, guys. There's a mysterious figure on that perch. (laughs) It's got horns. Never trust a guy with horns. And as he yells out (laughs) into the courtyard. Members of the Dawn and those loyal to its command, focus your attentions on Raven's rest. Let the Husks and the Revenger handle our intruders. Revenger, bring the Tiefling alive. Wait. I really thought he was going to say assemble. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Revenger. Revenger. Assemble. Assemble. They have just like a... (laughs) Android-looking thing, <laughs> gauntlet being built to his chest. All right, continue, Tony. Sorry. Bring the tiefling alive and decimate the others. And through its front gates is the Iron Knight from before. Hell yeah! Bursting into the center of the battlefield. Boom! This massive Iron Knight with its huge great sword and green flames illuminating from within it bursts through the barracks front gate. As you start to see the guards up on the castle roofs begin to focus their attention elsewhere. As there are two other Ren Dawn Knights standing near the Revenger looking at you three. The Revenger takes notice to Drell, the giant dragon in the corner. We're going to go to Initiative 19. Minus. This is bad. I have heartburn and there are tons of enemies. And there's this big old dragon. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to... I'm going to sidestep over to my left to get a better vantage point around this guard. First, I'm going to hit this guard. I'm going to be like, ah! And I hit him with my uh, javelin. Wow, that's a 12. (laughs) Two to start the battle. Gotta love that. And as I'm missing, and because I'm so just frantic, I ah, use my second attack to do that fire breath. And I burp out that line of fire breath to hit the two guards and the armored atrocity in front of me. Amazing. It says two D10s. It's gonna be two D10s, and what's the dexterity saving throw they need to make? Is it based off of mine, or is it from the item itself? It'll be based off your spellcasting power. Okay, then 14. 14, awesome. 14. Uh, Oh, that hurts. You shoot out this line of fire breath as they are caught completely off guard um, as they would never see this coming and they get domed right on. The knight takes 14 points of damage as the fire blast hits the iron knight and then as the fire blast goes to hit him, it stops within its tracks as it looks like he's now absorbing it. 
fire <laughs> goes inside the Iron Knight. And then my little hawk is going to attack the guy next to me. Uh, 20. That's going to hit. And 11 points of slashing magic damage. Amazing. <laughs> you see uh, one of the SIDs is riding your hawk as he's hacking, as the hawk is attacking this guard. Yeah, and I'll, since I did hit with my fire breath, I suppose I'll mark the uh, Revenger as my favorite foe to do an extra three points of damage. Ooh, amazing. So now uh, we're going to move to the next initiative, which is Drell of the Jazz Gone Born. Drell. Okay, so I'm getting like like the final battle in like Jurassic World feels right now where it's like the two T-Rexes <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> I'm going to make my way to the Revenger. I'm just going to go ahead and cast a fifth level Dragon's Breath directly pointed at him and it's going to be um, acid damage. Ooh, perfect. Go Ooh, ahead and uh, hey. what's the save he needs to make? It's a Dex save of 16, but I want to see if I can do something to help me. Mm, no. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that'll be it. He doesn't even move as you just run up to him. Boom, boom, boom. Heavy dragon steps running through the courtyard, making the ground tremble as the Revenger observes his surroundings and you throw up this acid breath right on top of him, taking how much damage? So I guess before I do that, what I also want to do, let me know if I can do this. Um, I want to use an ability yeah. with that. And I want to use twinned spell, which is I would burn sorcery points equal to the spell's level. So it would be five sorcery points to twin the spell. Mm -hmm. And I want to spew it in the direction of the other guards like south. Uh, absolutely. You can do that. So they all have to make deck saving throws as well. And then I'll roll the damage real quick. Okay. Just acid everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He turns around to Menace, and in a draconic voice, he goes, Talk about real heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> the knights have also failed. Okay, so that is going to be 17 acid damage to the Revenger and then also the, uh, the guards. The knight that Menace was attacking falls as he is now melting from your acid breath. First, he's getting clawed at. Get away. Get away. As he begins to melt from the acid, and the other one begins to scream in pain. As these knights begin to dissolve away from your acid breath, it's now going to move to the Revenger's turn. As he gets spewed with this acid damage, you start to see his armor corrode for just a bit, as he's now going to take a massive swing at you with his greatsword. With a 16 and an 18, you are going to take 17 points of slashing damage and an additional 24 points of slashing damage as he comes across your massive dragon head and then uppercuts you across your body. Okay. And the sounds of cogs can be heard within him as the flames erupt like an engine. I like to think as I'm being hit and I'm like soaking in this damage, I just breathe out through my nostrils and just you can actually see the smoke that is made of like jazz notes <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna move to the night and the night 
is like moving out of the way from the acid breath is going to sidestep out of the way. He's going to move 10 feet back and he is going to take out a crossbow and he's going to try to shoot you with it. Ooh, looking very messed up. 15 right on the money for you as a crossbow bolt hits you in your body, dealing six additional piercing damage. Mm -hmm. We're going to move to initiative four, which is Armos. But waking up from your blood shard induced coma. Uh, no regrets. No regrets. Okay, so there's the one one guy in the Revenger left. Correct. Okay. In the courtyard with you. There's one guy in the top of the tower that shot a cannon at you. There's only one guy up in a tower. That's it. That's the only people. I want to know how many people I can see. Those are the three people that you can see as of right now. Okay. The but you can't. But he's up in a tower, so you don't have like direct sight on him. The tower is about like 70 feet above you. You see a cannon pointed at you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Do I see any way of getting up there? Um, from your direction, yes. So you know that each corner of this courtyard is its own tower. Okay. With a door at the base of it. Well, I'm gonna Eldrick blast this dude that's in between me and that door. First one is a 23. Yep. And the sex one is a 13. The first one is going to hit a 23. It does 10 damage and knocks him back. <laughs> As the Eldritch Blast, Reginald goes, oh yeah, you good, you good, you good, bud. You good, you got this, you got this. The Eldritch Blast flies from your fingertip and goes, instead of knocking him back, just goes right through his chest. And he looks down and he puts his hand through the hole that you just created and he falls forward dead. Nice. Can I run in that direction or am I gonna get opportunity by the Revenger? You would be in range if he wanted to do an opportunity attack. I want to get to the wall in the back of the room without getting opportunity attacked. So whatever. Yeah. So you could take the long way around yeah. and try to go yeah, yeah, yeah. a wide uh, spread so around. Whatever that is. So. Yeah. You move westward to kind of hug the wall of the courtyard and try to get take a long way around so you're not prone to an opportunity attack. Absolutely. We're going to go to round 20 from the tower, from the mysterious figure that made that speech before. Two arrows come down. Almost one arrow ah, lands right at your feet, almost hitting you. As you look down on this arrow, it is does not look like any normal arrow. There is an arrowhead of what resembles a blood shark. I take it. And the rest of the arrow is ethereal that feathers out. And then as it sticks into the ground for a moment, it dissolves in front of you as another arrow shoots into your leg. Is that one dissolved? Dealing four points of piercing damage with an additional five points of force damage. Man. As this blood shard arrow shoots it to your leg and then dissolves as it hits. And you look up and you see this cloaked figure with a very strange bow illuminating this red light, giving off this energy that you can feel from down below. Real quick, where is that guy? in conjunction like i know he's not on this level is he on the north east southwest or sides it? he's on the north tower yeah oh. um just need to get a plan of attack got it we're gonna move to initiative 19 menace you're in the thick of it right between drell the dragon and the revenger standing off god <laughs> <laughs> so i obviously have acid reflux or should i say fire reflux and i i kind of look up at this dragon that's towering over me and I, I look up at the dragon's crack 
I notice that these are very defined glutes. <laughs> I go, oh, Armos, I think this is Drell. <laughs> Drell, you got this one, buddy. <laughs> and I kind of smack the back of... Uh, Armos, where's, where's Drell, man? I don't want to see Drell around here. You see the glutes over there, bro, on that thing? Oh, let me see. Hold on. He takes... Now, Reginald now has glasses for some reason. He, like, cleans them off in his rabbit fur. He goes... Oh, well, look at those bad boys. Oh, yeah, there's Drell. <laughs> I, I smacked the back of his ankle, I guess. <laughs> well, you got this, Drell. Hockey's going to help you, okay? And uh, I'm just going to start running. Uh, I'm just going to start running northwest in the direction of the nearest door. And I'm going to just blast fire at this door to open it, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Bah! Uh, how much damage are you doing to it? I get to do it twice, so... Uh, 28 points of damage. This steel and wooden door burst open as you shoot this ray of fire right into it, revealing a room. Uh, and you can see now charred books on the other end of it and a broken bench on dark, yet carefully placed cobblestone floor. Lovely. And then I want to... I'm not sure if this is within the realm of what hockey can do, but I want hockey to use its action to distract the uh, Revenger while Drell is attacking. Okay, does it have a specific ability or? It's flyby attacks, multi-attacks. I mean, it doesn't say yay or nay. I just want to forego its action to do like a distraction. Give me a, yeah. So you're gonna have the hawk make a performance check as it's trying to get in its way, trying to distract him. Okay. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> it is unfazed as even when he's the uh, hawk is trying to peck at him, it's not even doing anything to the arc. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for me. We're going to go to initiative 13, which is Drell. Seeing how the Revenger was about to try to attack him, uh, Drell is going to go first. And he's going to put out his arms and he's going to grab the Revenger. And I'm going to do a fourth level burning hands um onto the revenger that's my boy that's so my that, boy that is another deck save of dc 16 but okay and how much damage will you do got so many ones and twos they're all ones and twos oh my fucking god good no that's good that's good that is eight damage <laughs> as you cast burning hands the fire erupts from your mouth, and as you breathe this fire, the kinks of his armor begin to suck in the flames, go and absorb the fire, and then blows the steam back out. But it's my hands. <laughs> but it's no, my it's hands. My hands. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to backseat uh, yeah, game, no, but same, that's no, what I, I didn't did want before. to either. I was like, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no. As the flames just... erupt from your hands, the kinks of the armor absorb its flames as it goes inside the Iron Knight, and then its steam comes out through the kinks of its armor. Am I able to, like, I guess since I'm like, I've been in its face, am I able to, like, seeing that, am I able to see if, like, that Oh, you're convinced that didn't do anything to him. If anything, it helped him. Okay, cool. Trying all different types of damage, trying to see what's sticking. Glad it was ones and twos. <laughs> yeah. You know the acid damage was effective. It's going to go to the Revenger's turn on initiative 10, as it is going to snap its hands away and swipe at you again with its great sword. With a 23 to hit, dealing 22 slashing damage. And it comes back for an, another attack 
just missing as it slices over you. I would say the uh, the slashing has officially, you know, at first Drell, I think, kind of felt like, like the cannonball and everything was more like, you know, little rocks bouncing off his armor, but these slices are, I think, Drell's starting to realize that they're they're pretty serious and the wounds are bleeding pretty heavily. They are serious. You wonder what else is serious? Another cannonball coming from that tower as God damn it. As it fires, hitting you or exactly your AC dealing. 16 points of damage. There's another cannonball. Boom! Hits you right in the side of your face. We're gonna move to initiative four. Almost. I think I'm really proud of this turn. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm ready. Famous last I'm words. Ready. Famous <laughs> last. Okay, so if I use, and it, I need to know this before, if I use an inspiration dice, does that give me like an extra action? It's a reroll. It's a. Re-roll. It's just a reroll, right? Uh huh. Okay. Can Drell give me an action surge? Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. I have like a really cool idea, but it's gonna take two turns instead of one. Fine. Um, seeing the the figure out of my reach, uh, since I can only misty step so far and not able to uh, get up to where the arrows are shooting me, almost laser focused on this guy after getting shot with an arrow to the to the leg, uses his quick brain to try to figure out how to get up there as quickly as possible goes and has an aha moment and goes into his bag and drinks the black owl potion to turn into an owl what? and quickly flies the fuck up there and makes eye fucking contact with the guy it's amazing <laughs> remember that left turn Remember the left turn I was talking about before we started today? Oh, shit, That's dude. Turn. Hold on. Uh, do you have what it does? Yes. Uh, for when you drink the you potion, okay. you transform into a black feathered bird for one hour. This effect, we can go in and out of it for that hour. You retain your wisdom, your charisma scores. Incredible. It's like uh, if you're a druid shapeshifting feature, you can now transfer into a giant owl instead. Drinking the potion does not extend a use of wild shape. Whatever that means. But anyways. Oh, you're not a druid, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Excuse me as I have to prepare something real quick. Um... <laughs> yes, Jared, yes. <laughs> I need to be looking at this dude. He knows his... I want his impending doom. They can pierce the damage from my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to know... Oh! You are... Okay. You are... Wow, talk about an eventful episode. Holy shit. Okay, great, wonderful. I am not at all trying to delay to pull something out of my asshole. Um, I'm just looking for my notes. <laughs> this this is what you dream of as a player, you know? Uh, dude, I... And I didn't even do it. I looked... I've prepped for three days. Did not think this was going to happen. <laughs> Oh, this is the inverse of Drell's mountain thing. <laughs> Instead of dropping down, you were like, Whoop. I'm just going to let you know, Armos, this was your choice. Oh, Armos, you turn into this owl and you fly up as you move soaring speeds and you land way on top of this tower. This tower that you landed on is the tallest of the four towers there. And you land on this perch where this cloaked 
figure with a very strange longbow is holding and you fly. Are you coming out of the form or are you still in owl form? Um, so this was going to be my hope for the turn is that I was going to fly straight up so that he could see me. And then I was going to just blast him back with some spell. So you would need to turn back to normal to cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But since I can't even. Uh... So you're going to stay at the owl, just like land on the perch looking at him or like hovering in the air looking at him. Yeah, I'll just be like a giant, giant owl. I mean, because I don't want to. I don't know if I can shapeshift back or, or like if that. What that so thing are is. you next to him or are you still in the air? Next to him. Yeah. You are you flying though or are you on the perch? <laughs> I'll say I'm flying still. More menacing. Yeah, you. right? I'm trying to... <laughs> Almost, as you transform into this owl, you fly up about 120 feet in your owl form, and you flap as you look at this cloaked figure with a very menacing bow that does not look like your typical everyday longbow. And he stares at you. And as he stares at you through the darkness of his hood, he then lowers his hood to reveal his face to you. A pale white tiefling with black-tipped horns stands before you. Under his cloak, he is shirtless, only wearing leather armor pants and demon hide boots. No armor is above him as he is shirtless. However, he is covered in tattoos, and the tattoos consist of various phrases in unfamiliar languages and markings most familiar to runes. The tattoos are blood-colored, and he has all black pupils. At his hip are two rapiers ready to be drawn. On his right is a quiver of thick arrows. And he is holding a longbow. All three weapons look to be infused with blood shards. Armos, so nice of you to bring yourself to my doorstep. And he's going to take a reaction and he's going to shoot an arrow right at you. With an 18 and 22 point blank, you're gonna take two of these blood shard arrows in lightning speed he draws the arrows and they shoot forward right at you dealing 18 points of uh, of damage as these blood shard arrows pierce into you that was your turn so now we're going to move to initiative 20 which is this thing again and he is going to take his bow as he's going to re-knock it and he's going to shoot again 14 <laughs> at a 25 he's going to only one of those hit as he's going to do an additional 15 points of damage as another arrow goes right through your owl body. You see uh, on your shoulder, Reginald is now a small owl, and he looks like he can't fly because his body's bigger than his wings. He goes, oh, boy, oh, boy, this is a good part. This is a boy, good part. I can't, I can't. Don't fall. Don't fall, but Don't fall. The mysterious figure goes, if I have to kill you, then so be it. But I much prefer to keep you alive as he's getting ready to knock another arrow. We're going to go to initiative 19, which is... Minus. Yeah, I'm between a dragon and a hard place, so... <laughs> oh my. I'm gonna take a quick peek in the room at the northwest, and I see a stairwell that I hope will bring me up to where Armos is. <laughs> I just saw Armos turn into an owl, I guess. <laughs> and now I, I turn around, I look up, I see an owl. I turn around, I see Drell. I'm just like, oh. Drell, you got this, Armos, I'm coming! <laughs> and Hockey does, after I take a dash action to the stairs, I'm gonna have Hockey do a, uh, just attack this time on the armored Revenger. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, that's definitely gonna hit. That's a 21. That is just going to hit. 
<laughs> what do you mean just gonna hit? Just going to hit. How much damage is it doing? My goodness, 11. 11 points of magic slashing damage. Ooh, magic slashing damage. That's very important. Uh, as the razor sharp magical claws from this hawk being ridden by a Sid slashes <laughs> into the metal armor. There's like there's like a little bandana on Sid Jr. and it's one of the ones that like ranked up through the Sid Juniors to be like Sid's second hand <laughs> in command and I think Sid like salutes as we go through the door. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've said it yet, but uh, my little hawk has flyby attack, so it drops 30 feet, attacks, and goes back up 30 feet. Amazing. So you, while Hawkey is attacking, you run in and you, in the dark cobblestone floor in the base of the tower you're now entering, is there is a spiral staircase that is resting on a rug and it looks like it's going up. And we're going to move to initiative 13, Drell. Yeah, so I think, you know, he sees Armos turn into an owl and disappear. And he sees Minus look at him and run into the building. I think Drell starts to, for the first time in a really long time, he starts to feel alone again um, as he's really, really, really hurting. And he is going to focus again. He's going to look back at the Revenger and he's going to... I'm going to be casting a fourth level Dragon's Breath, which is a DC 16, again, deck saving throw. Wonderful. He fails as this Dragon Breath. What kind of Dragon Breath is it? It. Thank you for asking me because it is an enervating breath. What? Which now he needs to make a... Well, okay, well, it's poison, but... So it says I get to pick a trait as well. So I'm going to be using Enervating Breath, which is each creature in the cone must succeed a constitution saving throw or become incapacitated until the start of your next turn. So it has to make a constitution saving throw. It's a DC 13 con saving throw. He is going to pass with a 24. I went ahead and I rolled the 5d6 poison damage and that is 28 points of poison damage okay as you hail this poison breath onto him it gets into the kinks of the armor and you see that he reacts to it and uh flames erupt beneath him we're gonna move to initiative 10 which is the revenger and he is going to hit my hawk <laughs> as the green flames erupt and react to the poison breath he is going to use his breath weapon as this black necrotic fog spews out in a cone. He's going to exhale this necrotic gas in a 15 foot radius in a cone right on to you, Drell. You're gonna have to make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 15. That's a 19. Ooh, you're gonna take half of 54. Uh, so Which is 27 points of necrotic damage. This black necrotic gas spews out in a cone, but your dragon-like resistance keeps you standing as you only take 27 points of necrotic damage, which is half. We're gonna move to initiative four, almost. Okay, I got I got three options of things I can do, and it depends on if he's got a lot of wisdom, if he's got a lot of constitution, <laughs> or if he's got dexterity. Uh, We're shooting a bow. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> so go with the I'm gonna go That's with the meta gaming. Ah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking too. So I'm gonna go with the wisdom thing. Okay. After flying up here and seeing this guy 
face to face. My my blind rage is kind of catching up to me as uh, I hear Drell kind of hurting in the background. Ah, uh, this isn't gonna work, but I'm gonna give it a shot anyways. I cast Polymorph on the guy to see if we can buy some time. Uh -huh. This better fucking work. Because I had a really cool other idea. I'm worried about Drell out there. Yeah, you cast Polymorph, but you need to be in your armor's form, not in the owl form. Yeah. Um, after getting hit with the the last arrow, I transformed back into Armos, and then realized that we left uh, left Drell and Menace behind. And trying to make quick work of this, I cast Polymorph on the pale skinned Tifa. Armos, you transform back, and you now get the sense of reality again as yourself. You are currently in a tower that's about 120, 150 feet up in the air overlooking the barracks courtyard where Drell is fighting the Iron Knight. Minus, you cannot see Minus from your current position. This balcony is meant to overlook the courtyard. You should feel high winds at the height that you are, but this is Shadowfell and you do not feel that. And as you land to cast Polymorph, he needs to make a saving throw of what? Uh, was a saving throw of DC? 16. Uh, is this a bowl of danger roll where we can see what you roll when you roll it? What animal does he turn it to? <laughs> <laughs> no flipping uh, way. Okay, so this is like one of the first times I've used this. So I want to make him into something super easy to just pick up and like hold uh a fish <laughs> well i was th well a fish he'll like die from air oh, yeah. i was thinking like a rat that's true maybe it has to be a beast right yes it has, it, to, be it has beast, to be yes. a beast that's what I, I did see that piece but let's do a frog because it seems very easy <laughs> As you cast Polymorph, as you land right in front of him, Reginald is like, oh, almost. she's like one of you. And while Reginald is talking to you, this white tiefling is also saying like, bold of you to come face me. And then turns into a frog and he's a pale white frog. His flesh tone mimics, the frog's flesh tone mimics the tiefling. And you see that he looks around and this giant bow just like falls on the floor and he goes, Bold of you to come face to face. I catch him. Well, since this is your action, we're still in combat. Okay. We are going to move uh, to initiative 20, which is the frog dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you see that the frog like becomes self-aware in his situation. He's like, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Ribbit, ribbit, and he starts to hop away in the opposite direction. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit, <laughs> ribbit. Oh, almost get him. That's him. That's him. I think he cast a spell on himself. I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm pretty sure it's him almost. Uh, oh, wow. The world of possibilities where this episode could go. Oh, my God. You guys, I didn't. Oh, so much like Oh, don't worry. I'm about to break you. I'm about to break your world, bro. Uh, we're gonna go to initiative 19 minutes. I'm. I think the best thing is because I. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be inefficient for me to go back outside. You wouldn't have known what happened up I top. Probably be able to do the same thing soon, and I wouldn't know what happened yet. 
Yeah, anywhere. So uh, I'm gonna, how many feet is it to get up the stairs? So this tower, you know, is about 120 feet in the air and it spirals all the way up. But you know, it's it would be the third floor of this castle. So you probably have to take two full movements, <laughs> no. two full dash actions. Two full dashes. Yeah, I'll dash yeah. once. And are there like windows in this tower that I can see out of or no? There are, they're like really small. They're not really good. Matter of fact, you wouldn't be able to see them at your height. They're very small castle-like windows. You. <laughs> <laughs> They're very small castle. How tall are they? Wow, dude. They're about six wow. feet. You ableist mother trucker. Uh, nah. Someone outside just sees a pair of horns running up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, fuck you guys for making me spread you out like peanut butter and jelly. Holy crap. So, Minus, um, using your dash action, you run up the spiral sp staircase running up this tower. You are now on the second floor of this barracks. This is the floor where if you wanted to get onto the, on top of the castle wall, you can now walk across the castle walls to get through each of the towers. But the staircase still goes up. What else are you doing on your turn? Well, I wanted to look outside, but I can't do that. So, that's all I can do except for... Uh, yell out the window. Hockey, get him! <laughs> All right. You see the hawk is like trying to look for you, but just can't see you through the windows because they are just too tall. Uh, but we'll make it another attack on the yeah. Avenger. Because <laughs> he can hear me at least. <laughs> oh, baby, 23. That will hit. <laughs> and it's going to take each magical slashing damage. Ooh, <laughs> so good. So good. As Hockey dives down as the thing goes on the little trumpet and doing some pretty good cuts into his armor. We're going to move to initiative 13. <laughs> Drell, oh, God. you are bleeding from your saxophone nose and blood is coming from your mouth as lightning is oh, bleeding crackling everywhere uh, within you. Yeah, I am uh, I'm bleeding everywhere. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think I can run. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, but Drell, you know, I... Just like his mom and his dad, you know, Drell's whole mission was to, like, fight beasts. And I don't think in this moment Drell would probably run anyways. Oh, God. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and I'm going to use my last fourth level spell slot to cast Dragon's Breath again. So it needs to be a, he needs to make a deck save of 16 and then a con save of 13. He passes his dexterity saving throw. Okay. And he also passes his constitution saving throw, rolling 19 on both of them. Mm, okay. Well, then he takes half of 19 acid damage. You see that, like, he's trying to get out of the way, but rather than moving, he braces himself as this acid damage is poured onto him as he just looks like he's getting ready for another attack. Um, what else are you doing? God, I wish I could do more. I think that's my turn. We're going to move to initiative 10, which is the Revenger as he is getting uh, breathed on with his acid damage. And he is going to make an attack against you, Drell. But rather than coming at you with the greatsword, he is going to come at you with his giant fist. With an uppercut hitting with a 27 going to deal. Wow. That's 29 points of bludgeoning damage as he gives you a straight uppercut to your dragon jaw. And as he's spinning from that uppercut, he's going to take his greatsword and lunge it to the balcony that Armos is standing on with this frog. 
Like a harpoon? Like a harpoon <laughs> as with a What? Almost what is your AC again? Oh, it's this one we clear. Wait. Towards Armos. Is that me? Mm -hmm. Oh. Is that launching it at you? Why didn't you tell me what you what she... What's the range on that yeah. thing? <laughs> what is your AC? 13. <laughs> With a 15, this massive greatsword flies through the air like a harpoon, piercing the bottom of the balcony, jutting up right at your feet as you are going to take. Sounds like slashing damage to me. 16 points of slashing damage as it hurled its sword right in your direction as it looks like it's shifting focus. I feel like I stepped on a Lego and only take eight damage because I'm resistant. Drell, how much health, uh, how are you feeling right now? Um, well, you kind of breeze past that. Um, oh no. Because for the first time in 59 no. episodes of the DD44 <laughs> podcast, Drell is down. Oh no. As he delivers that uppercut, you get airborne from this uppercut to the jaw as you go below your hit points, getting knocked back into normal naked drill form as you are now on the floor unconscious. You're going to have to make me some death saving throws in the next episode of D&D 404. Damn. No. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh. First time, 59 episodes, abandoned. Yeah, no. Abandoned from his friends. Okay, first off. Not how I thought this episode was going to go. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah, I have so much capacity. to say. so much to say. Ooh, half the show is going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll talk about it in the after show. What am I going to do with the frog, bro? <laughs> we were supposed to be recording back-to-back -back episodes tonight, but I might have. A, I might get to get off early tonight. So yeah, no kidding. You guys can... <laughs> Finish up without me. I had such a plan. <laughs> we got, and then we got once things. I got up there, I was like, "We got so much to talk about." You haven't even, like, you guys haven't even seen this room. As soon as I landed, I was like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to be here yet." <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I thought it was just well, like be some like you know a little harder guy, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll just go up there and whoop <laughs> his ass." He saw the room, and then I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty ominous room, isn't it? Isn't it, Armos? Yeah. The split up. The split up is what really did me in this episode. Yeah. Like uh, hindsight is twenty twenty is all I'm gonna say. But I have a lot to say in the the after show, uh, and I, I think we're gonna get right into this one. Mm -hmm. I've ne never thought I'd see Draw go down. Mm, neither did I. I uh, know. Neither did I. To be honest, when I left you, you were looking pretty great, and then by the time I got up there, it changed. You do realize I lost uh, about 150 hit points in three turns, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the one healer was like, I'll see you later. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, I can't say anything to you, but okay. He's like, Jill, you got this. And I'm thinking, not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are cold-blooded. I just have to say, you guys just left him. I was like, why? Why? Why, though? You'll know why in the after right. show. You'll know why in the after <laughs> right, show. Let's keep going. Oh man, there's a lot uh, going on. What do you mean? Oh, why? What? <laughs> why? You know everything that's why? going on, DM. We don't. Um, We're making decisions based on the possibilities. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and talk about it in the after show. But that wraps it up for this week, fellas. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, if you are baffled, if you are baffled and confuffled as well, you're not alone, because I am too. 
Anybody have any uh thing they want to say before we close out this episode? Yeah, so we've been doing this for a while. Uh, we're at episode 59, and we decided to re-release episode one in HD. Remastered, baby. That's right. THX. That's a brand. Probably can't say that. <laughs> but <laughs> but if HD 4K. If you've been with us for a while and didn't realize or are not in the Discord and didn't see the notification or on Patreon, I recommend going back and listening to episode one again because we added all new music. We updated the mastering process on the vocals and just kind of tightened everything up. Uh, something specific I really liked from that episode is Drell's theme song. Yeah. I, I'm in love with Drell's theme nice. song. If you're going to listen to any song, definitely just listen to Drell's theme song. It slaps. You could probably have Menace played at his funeral too. So <laughs> <laughs> if you like it so much. One of the things that I... I want to add is that it, it just goes to our, like, we were kind of all pretty unhappy with, like, we started off with that episode, and we feel like we've all gotten so much better at to where we are. So seeing episode one in the state it was, we were like, we got to change this and make it better to what the quality is now. So hopefully it's a good uh, jump off spot for newer listeners. For newcomers, yeah. Mm. And I just got one quick thing to say. I'm not going to harp on it too much. I'm not going to expand on it. Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap is a great game. You enjoyed Card it? Card game. It's great. Oh, I love it. I, I think know a lot of people that play that. It's super good. It's fleshed out. It's really, it's a really tight card game and it's super quick. I absolutely love it. If you play it, hit me up in the Discord. Maybe we'll play a few matches together. And maybe we'll, I don't know, theorycraft some decks. But uh, yeah, Marvel Snap. Hashtag not Amazing. sponsored. Not sponsored. No, no, I wish. That'd be and, cool. and you can play it on Steam. Um, shout out Middle Eastern food. I just, <laughs> I just love Middle Eastern food. Yeah, it's I'll, really good. I'll it's, second that one. <laughs> I, it's probably one of my favorite types of food, like top two for sure. Um, so underrated in the states. If you so can find a good under, Middle Eastern so spot, so underrated. Dude. Yeah, I'm very lucky to live in a area that I get a lot of like um Middle Eastern food, and I appreciate it. Mm. Anywhere on the coasts, you're gonna get good Middle Eastern food. Yeah, so good. That's it. <laughs> Say bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Ribbit. Bye-bye. Ribbit. Wait, what is that? <laughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. There's that noise again. He thinks he's smart. He thinks he can just turn into a frog like we wouldn't notice. All right, it's time for the Patreon shout-out, starting with the Bloodshard Bandits. Somewhere in the cold winter mountains of North Trillis, Ulrich Shield Dust continues to search for his golden blacksmith hammer. Deep within the mines, Ulrich tries his luck with the help of the finest dwarven blacksmiths. After a night of merrymaking with old friends, he awakens, hung over in an ice cave, upside down and hanging by his feet. The sound of a yeti is heard from within the cavern. Julius Kendrick is covered in shrouds of darkness, protected by the fell. He is on the move, plotting revenge against the bloodshard bandits. No one knows if he is still in Raven's Rest or not, but he is certainly plotting in one of his many hideouts. Without his old crew lost to the blades of the Bloodshard Bandits, he has no option but to raise an army of bones. Reigns is making waves in the weather world as Meteor Mageologist. Ever since he saved all those people from certain death, his ratings have never been better. The downside is that his insurance has been raised due to negligence. May the rains bless down on Rain's coin purse. 
Now it's time for the Sigic College alumni, starting with Artemis, who is alert and stoic as he protects the alchemists of the Sigic College and his new good friend, Kemi Joe. Although the culprits of closet vandalizers are still at large. Robot Crisp, the artificer, is determined to make his next invention work. Right now, Robot is developing new tech that will allow for instant hot bread and calling it a crisper. <laughs> Hopefully this invention won't become toasted like the last one. The Barbarian Ralamus is making noise as the Rock Tour is firing up and his band is getting major traction. His band Beholder is gaining more fanlings every day. Benjamin Hayes is one of the newest Sigic College alumni and an astute wizard at that. Benjamin is currently majoring in street magic. Come to class to learn or get educated. Sane Chaos is also a new member of the Sigic College alumni, however, a bit of a delinquent just as his name may suggest. Sane Chaos is a part of the Tinkers Guild, which rivals the Alchemist Guild at the Sigic College. And we have Umbrea's heroes. Alex Dredd is back with his newest animated scroll called Night of the Living Dread 3. We've been dreading this one. Man with Glass is currently appealing his recent court ruling as the jury couldn't come to a conclusion. Also, after new evidence brought forth by Man with Stone, the case has resulted in a mistrial. Sergio, the wandering vagabond, has begun travels to new distant lands. His cloak bellows in the wind of adventure. But what is his quest? Lastly, we have another new member, Angel. This ranger specializes in adorable companions from lovable pit bulls to a horde of kittens. <laughs> That's right, kittens. Cuteness can certainly kill with their tiny precious claws and nibbles. And that's it for this week's shoutouts. If you'd like to be added to these shoutouts, why don't you go on over to our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash dnd404 to see how that is done. Until next time, everybody.